Welcome, soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and uh, today uh, we're going to have a little bit shorter podcast, but had to happen because we got the news that we were waiting for the player that we wanted for a while now, especially this whole season, because he left us, and that is our legendary Roro. So we'll be talking about his arrival back with Sac Republic, as well as the arrival of another player that um, is going to help solidify our defense. We're also going to talk about what we want to see in this preseason, which we should be hopefully getting here uh, a list of rivals soon. Um, Sharon's going to give us an update on the open tryouts that Sac Republic had earlier in the week. And Jared has uh, some really special news that I think he's really excited to uh, talk about. And uh, I think a lot of people should be excited about because y'all are going to be saving a lot of money uh, with this news that Jared is going to be sharing with everyone. So. Let's go ahead and get started with State of the Republic podcast. All right, so joining me today are Jared and Sharon. And as is usual, as you mentioned in the last episode, let's just go to you, Sharon. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, just so everybody knows, the last episode, I made a comment that Luis always goes ladies first when he introduces co-hosts. So I'm going to go ahead and, and be honored as, you know, I don't know if it's age before beauty or ladies first. You can use either one of them today because I am older than the two of them. Um, and they're beautiful people. Um, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm spunky. Had a great bike ride today. It's been a good week of news with respect to soccer in general and um yeah it's just happy days how about you jared i'm oh, doing excellent i mean a whole lot of news we had to cover this week i mean it's it's not a lot but it's a lot in value so i i'm, I'm just i i can't wait to, to break some of the, uh, the, these news but uh I mean, as far as today, you know, it's just the same old, same old, just uh, working and then just gl- glossing over soccer news and everything in general. So uh, I just can't, I'm chopping at the bit. I, I'm sorry, folks. I am chopping at the bit. <laughs> How are you doing today, Luis? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I just actually got back from getting a haircut. So I got that fresh feeling inside of me and it, it feels good. All right. Everyone who's gotten a haircut, you know, you know, that feeling you get a couple hours after um and unfortunately it goes away after a week because my hair just grows really quick but i'm enjoying it right now <laughs> um so yeah, uh, that's yeah a, all, all's good that's a great feeling i mean i, I i'm thinking uh with uh with my hair as it is because right now i'm wearing a cap you know the uh, state of republic cap of course i'm wondering if i should get it cut uh right now this month or maybe wait until late march and go over to to polis since they've done so many other republic fc players of hair so it's kind of a kind of a hard decision for me as far as my hair goes <laughs> that's a good question yeah yeah I, I think you might you should probably wait so you can go to that that place in downtown sacramento which uh, has really good services as, as you mentioned before and make your appointment early because i hear it books up well, there's also the other location that does take walk-ins. That's the one I went to last time, one directly on J Street. So uh, who knows? Maybe I may make an appointment, go to the original location. But uh, either way, bo- both locations of Apollis are excellent. Well, it sounds like a blast. And, uh, you know, if if uh, if you need a chaperone to help you drink while you're there, I mean, um, enjoy your haircut while you're there. Let me know. Great. Well, uh, just as a reminder to uh, all of our listeners. If you are not following us yet on social media, now's the time to follow us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at State Republic 12. Uh, Also, we are actually working on uh, getting some live shows set up, um, especially during the preseason. We're going to be interviewing people in the soccer community all throughout the, the area, too. And I know Sharon's working on one, so we should have an announcement for that shortly. So be on the lookout for that um, because we are going to be interviewing people in the soccer community. And if you know anyone in the community who you feel should be on a live show because they have something to share or they just want maybe want to just give an update on how their club is doing, then by all means, send us a message and, you know, we'll we'll try to get them on on a live show. Uh, We really want to do a lot of um, shows on social media that are of the soccer community and, and we want to invite the 
people in, in the community to um, join us for those live shows. So please uh, help us with that if, if you have a chance. All right. Well, let's move forward to Golazos of Gratitude. So uh, Sharon, do you have one for us uh, today? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So and it feeds into later when we talk about the open trials update. But I want to extend a monstrous Golazo of Gratitude to Jason Israel. He is the He's a big time team administrator. He's the guy that arranges all the details underneath everything with respect to soccer operations. He is the go-to guy and he's one of the best in the business. You know, we got him um, a few years ago, thankfully uh, from the East coast, he's an East coast guy. And he, he found us, saw that there was a, a job application out there and he jumped on it. I'll tell you what, he is gold. He's like solid gold. He knows how to do all these things. He's getting the players settled um, in their accommodations. You know, there's all kinds of, uh, what do you call, permutations and how the guys are going to be arranging their living situations. And that's a lot to deal with. And on top of that, he's already starting to arrange for travel and um, with the team and ordering things and just he's probably one of the busiest people working for the Republic. You know, he's also the guy that, you know, will have to go pick up guys at the airport and help them get through customs, get their social security information set up. I mean, it's a does it all kind of position. And I have to thank him a bunch because we had a chance to get caught up uh, when I was at the open tryouts area. And it was just a, it was a lovely day and it was the, it was a great conversation with him and I just appreciate the the heck out of him. And I know what he does for, you know, for the team and, and for the, for the organization. And he just can't speak highly. He spoke so highly of the organization and the front office and uh, just, it was a, I got goosebumps, you know, just thinking about the, our conversation and, and just being around him. He's an angel. So just a big golazo of gratitude to Jason Israel. If you haven't had a chance to meet him, he's a very humble guy. Won't give a whole lot of time to you, you know, if you're at the game because he's working solid. But if you get a chance, you know, a little bit off, you know, work wise to, to chat with him, just one of the best in the business. Super bright. Thank you, Jason Israel. Well, I've got uh, both a local and then also club related uh, glosses of gratitude. So I'm going to start off locally because that's where I'm at. So I have to give Galazos of gratitude to my uh, 7-Eleven that's by my work. Because by the time I finally get my butt over to the general area, they're lo- they're loaded up with these um, re- uh, replenished drinks, which is basically hydration. They also have a variety that includes caffeine. So, you know, I got to load up with like a, a couple bottles to start the morning. Plus, they got the fresh coffee. So to get through the day and then also to keep me going to help out with these podcasts rather than just fall flat on my face. So much gratitude to, to 7-Eleven. And then as far as the club goes, and we'll kind of go into both of these uh, topics, I do want to give a big, big, big uh, galazo gratitude to Todd Dunneman and the rest of the team that are helping out with uh, selecting uh, talents, getting them secured, taking care of any uh, travel or visa documents everything like that for, especially for our foreign players negotiating media and everything i mean we t- we tend to take for granted that the signings we don't really think yeah, too deeply into it that they're just signing a piece of paper and that's it there's a lot of legwork that todd and company have to go through to get these folks to come over to consider public fc as part of their, their career. And then also making sure that we're able to see the game, not just everyone in the, in the immediate Sacramento area, but us out of state fans as well. I mean, like uh, us in Arizona and, and other expats, people across the country or even the world. So thank you very much uh, for all that you do in the front office to keep uh, to keep us uh, connected. So I have two goals of gratitude. Um, the first one actually goes to all of you listening right now, because over the past month, uh, we've gotten just a major spike in listens. And, you know, we're starting 2022 really amazing for us here on the show. And we only know that it's going to keep growing throughout the year. So we really appreciate that. Again, as, as we always say, it's, it's really motivating to see listens increase uh, as time goes on. My second one actually goes to the front office in general, kind of joining in to what Jared was saying earlier. 
Um, here specifically, more so on the fact that um, we got Roro back, right? And we don't know exactly what happened uh, like after he left us uh, about a year ago. But whatever happened, it looks like they put that to the side. They understood that us, the fans, we wanted him back, right? He was still playing at top level at uh, the Toros, and we saw it in the playoffs, right? We saw that amazing goal he scored against Phoenix. And so I'm glad that they put that to the side. They want to make sure they, they get that player that people want. And I know a lot of fans out there are really happy. I mean, there's a lot of buzz ever since we found out he was coming back. And I'm really excited to to see him back in Sacramento and to see him hopefully retire with us uh, at this point. Um, it, it's going to be a really uh, amazing moment, just as amazing as it was for um, Cameron as well. So uh, major shout out to all the people involved in that, because I'm sure there was a lot of negotiations going on back and forth. And he's probably the highest paid player right now. So shout out to them for for making it happen and you know, uh, giving us a reason to smile uh, even before preseason starts. So thank you so much for that. Well, with that being said, let's get right into uh, the new players that we have signed uh, over the past week. And first, as I just mentioned right now, we have to start with the return of our legendary Rodrigo Roro Lopez coming back after uh, a year in Rio Grande. I want to hear your guys' thoughts, what what went through your mind when you saw that announcement? Sharon, Jared, let, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> so, so I hope you just did the sound effect of like the crowd cheering, because I'll tell you what, I think that was what we heard, Jared and I both heard, without hearing anything, all of the comments that came through giant crowd cheering. He's just such a freaking favorite. I mean, Miracle at Bonnie, all the things that you want to think about when you think about Sac Republic, it all kind of, it comes back to Roro. You know, there's a few others too, but I'll tell you what, it was, it was just like this amazing welcome back party online. Jared, was that your sense too? It was just like fabulous. Once I saw the tweet, the only thing I heard in my brain were those air siren sounds. Because that was the old uh, alarm, basically stating that this is not a drill. This is really happening. Robo has come back to the Republic FC. And I know a lot of folks were holding out hope that maybe we may get him back. Can we please get him back? Yeah, that, that kind of feeling. I mean, given how he's progressed with uh, RGV, uh, the Toros last year. I mean, he just, that was a build up year. He got stronger and better you know, with uh, the Toros. And I can definitely say I, I enjoyed watching him progress, especially against Phoenix in the playoffs, because for those of us that watch the match, either on ESPN plus or CW 61, we know what happened. Roro was getting set up for a set piece. The commentators were just grinding down on Robo, saying about his career was on the decline and talked to the brown butter about his time against Sacramento. And then what happened seconds later? Boom. Galazzo from all the way in Queen Creek. And of course, the announcers are all, we still got it. Damn right. He still got it. That's why we got, got him back. And he's and he's going to be winning a second cup this year. Oh my goodness. You're right. You know, it's funny because he said he has unfinished business. Well, I mean, come on, who wouldn't want to go after another cup? Plus, I mean, we've got him on a two-year contract because that was made it very clear when Zach Republic made an announcement, right? It's a, was it a two-year? Anyhow, it doesn't matter what yeah. it is. Yeah, it was two-year. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that, um, you know, my brain is thinking, okay, he's going through and getting his B license, B coaching license. Huh? Why don't we just kind of keep him around, you know, even after the fact there's, you know, there's so much to do in Sacramento and the dude loves it here and we love him here. So it's, it's just, gonna, it's going to be great. And I'll tell you what, anybody who, who will prove everybody wrong and yes, Luis, get your profanity beeper going because anybody who talked about our Roro, yeah, no, you're wrong. He's our guy. Yeah, he, he's always been our guy. I mean, 
we all know what he did in 2014 and we're never gonna forget i mean it was so epic yeah yeah i I, i'm really looking forward to um reliving that night hopefully this season right and have a similar situation that that goes on or just another free kick goal of his in playoffs would be really amazing but yeah i'm with you that's two years Uh, at that point he'll be um 36 37 years old uh, by the time I think his, his contract expires. So I, I think the ideal scenario would be that he retires in two years and he gets to coach in the academy and, you know, eventually make his way up to the first team. And, you know, we get to see him as as our head coach, right? I mean, talk about a really amazing story if that were to happen. And if it were to happen, I mean... Who's to say that maybe he retires and then he just gets the head coach position right away, right? And that would probably happen uh, 10 years after him actually winning the cup, right? Because it'd be 2014 to 2024. Yeah, that would be quite an amazing story right there. This is the ninth season, I believe. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of close to that. And, 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 of course, you know they're going to retire his number. They, they have to. They have to retire uh, number eight. That's so funny. So, so Luis, I think I just heard you kick Mark Briggs out in a couple of years, dude. What if we, what if we don't have to? Anyhow, you're killing me. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we, we all we all like Mark. Uh, of course, we we really wish that he stays with us for a long time, right? Because we keep winning championships, and you got to keep keep the guy. But uh, but on the, on the flip side, right? If we do win a championship. There's going to be teams, you know, trying to take him too, right? So there, there's that too, right? There's there's that circumstance where, um, you know, if, if if all's good, then he might move on to uh, another club, right? A higher division or... Oh, oh no, 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 no. You know, you know what's going to happen. You know, he's probably, I mean, there's a whole academy out there, right? We've got stuff for him to do. We, we'll keep him busy here in Sacramento. Eh, he's he's here. Just like if Cameron Wasa wanted to do something again, eh, we'll find something for him to do. We'll find anything for any of our former players. We'll find him to do. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about Derek Vermella later in the podcast? Oh, Anyhow, yeah. I'll, I'm I'll glad leave, you brought him. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to we'll leave mention. that right there on the table because that one was a little scary to see because I caught me <laughs> and I was blindsided by that one. Anyhow, we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Let's keep talking Roro. Yeah, but I, I do like the idea of Roro uh, after he retires, coaching academy for a couple of years, right? Kind of like, um, you know, increasing his coaching experience. But I think eventually it would be really nice to see him uh, taking over the head coach role um, after a couple of years in the academy, similar to what Mark kind of did as well, right? He also went through the academy and then he he took over. So I think that's what his goal is, right? I mean, we can talk to him later in the season. But I feel like he sees himself eventually working his way to uh, being our our head coach. Ooh, I have a I have a path for that. Okay, so so when Todd Dunavant first came on, he was the GM, and Ben Gumpert was the president. Right now, Todd is doing both jobs, president and GM. Here's where we go. So so the president will just be the president. It'll just be Todd. Okay, and then the GM will either be Mark or Roro. Right. And then both of them get to have like a really good, cool job. So, or if Mark goes into the GM spot, then Roro goes to head coach (laughs) or vice versa, you know? So it's all good. Whatever happens, happens. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I would say as far as that goes, uh, Mark would have a better chance of uh, moving up to the GM position, given the fact that he's has more administrative experience and we'll we'll be just starting out a coaching course. So, I mean, if that happens, then yeah, I would definitely see Roro becoming a, a manager. And given the fact that he's obviously has history as a team player, as winning the title, I mean, that's just going to put more uh, more letters behind his name uh, once he does become coach. If it's anytime soon, of course. But yes, I mean, we we love Mark. We want to keep him. We want to keep all the poachers away from him. Helmet, maybe maybe he does become GM. I would so love to keep is- both of them. <laughs> so funny <laughs> we have everybody's future all lined out <laughs> it's we we're weird and we haven't yet even talked about food yet so okay. we're just we're just pondering our orbs at the moment you know we're, just, <laughs> we're, we're we're thinking we're pondering the future what may be 
Oh, dear. We well, all want a happy ending. <laughs> Now that we're pondering the future, right? If our new stadium actually does happen, right? Which is what Kevin mentioned on Reddit, if y'all recall, um, uh, a couple of months ago. It would be really nice if they did a statue for Roro outside the stadium. They should do that. And hopefully he's still around. I, I you know, We don't know when that'll happen, if the stadium happens two, three years from now. Uh, hopefully he's still playing. It would be really nice to see him retire in like a brand new stadium. And then just unveil the his new statue, which would be right outside the, the stadium. I think that would be really cool. Right. And we got to get on that stadium sooner than later because everything prices just keep going up for everything. Doesn't matter, you know. So the sooner we can get on, get on going with building that stadium. If anybody's listening, Connor, can you find out when we're gonna start breaking ground? <laughs> I had to say the word Connor early on because i wanted to hear the angel chimes <laughs> the harp yeah it it always happens there's always there's always that moment <laughs> um but yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens with them but the good news is that we got roro back and no one's gonna take him away from us now hopefully so again we want to see him retire we want to be there for his last game we want to go through all that that's what we want to go through and and we want to see him score Score more goals, I know, right? Like when he was with us this past time, we didn't get to see much of that. Um, heck, we didn't even get to really see him play, right? Because if everyone recalls, it was in 2020, and there was only one uh, league game that we actually got to go to, and the rest was not open to the public, right? So I think that that was the kind of sad part that I always thought, you know, you you need the guy back. People couldn't even really see him in person that much. And so I'm really glad that we'll now get the chance to actually watch him in, in person and, you know, be out there cheering for him every time he's he's out there. So, all right, well, let's move on to another player that we also signed uh, just recently. And that is uh, a guy which uh, I'm going to nickname him Jack in the Box. His name is uh, Jack Gurr. Uh, and the reason for nicknaming him Jack in the Box is because He's always going to be in the box for the most part, right? He's a defender. So uh, we, we expect him <laughs> to be doing his job there. He comes to us from Aberdeen, from Scotland. And previous to that, he was actually with Atlanta United. I believe he played a game with uh, the first team. And then uh, all his other playing experience was with uh, Atlanta United 2 and also with uh, a couple of clubs in Georgia, including Georgia Revolution and uh, Georgia Gwinnett Grizzlies for his college career. Um, he's 26 years old and he's another short guy, Sharon, five foot eight. So <laughs> what do you guys think? So this is funny. Um, I like his last name because what, uh, what does a bear do when it gets angry? <laughs> Grr, it growls. So I kind of, I'm going to mm. call him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to give him a nickname, but I think he, his last name with Gur is going to create a bunch of nice uh, Tower Bridge Battalion songs and chants because we've got some good names. You know, we've got we've got some really cool names. But Gur, that's a first for me. I would love to have that last name. Can you imagine? Yeah, Gur. What's your last name? Gur. Are you growling <laughs> at me again? No, my last name is Gur. It's like stop growling at me. Well, Gur. <laughs> <laughs> If it's so well with our brown bear too, right? Yeah, yes, it, was meant it to does. Be. With the Sac Republic bear, it uh, sure does. And ironically, his college mascot was a grizzly too, so go figure. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Well, now, given that name, and I know some of our listeners may, may have watched Invader Zim back in the day on Nickelodeon. Uh, there was uh, the robot named Gur. So that's 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 one thing to think about. But the one thing I, I was thinking more about Given the fact that his name is Jack Gurr, you say it a little bit fast as Jagger, so that just opens up to all sorts of Maroon Five uh, chants. Like, you know, maybe some of us in the in the battalion dancing, you know, saying this team's got the moves like Jagger. So, oh my goodness, brilliant! Oh, anybody from Towerbridge Battalion listening to this, pick this up, man. That'll be so much fun. But we'll see, you know, we'll see how, you know, time on the pitch. Everybody's got to earn their spot. We've got a lot of defenders. Um, 
I, this guy was an unheard of entity for me, you know, obviously he's been two years in Scotland. Um, but just a total surprise. It's like, where? okay, so we got this guy, this guy named Jack Jagger. Anyhow, um, be interesting to see how he performs and what role he fulfills. Yeah, that's that, that's a good point, Jared. I, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, I, I hope we, we get to sing that song uh, sometime this season, too, and, and that he hears it and he, he'll, I'm sure he'll get it. <laughs> he'll know what it is and, and whatnot so there you have it tvb we're helping you all with uh, some new chants here on on the show as well we're helping everyone <laughs> you know the the thing that i'm worried about uh with jack is that you know he spent uh we could we could say like a year and a half um in scotland right with uh, aberdeen or maybe not not a year and a half actually more more like six months actually <laughs> because he, he was with them in 2021 and they list 2022 but uh, who knows if he actually played a game this year in this month, but he only played four games with Aberdeen and with Atlanta United with their um, B squad. He was there only for 17 games, so he hasn't been as active. I wonder if maybe there's an injury there or or what may have happened. And so th- that's something else that, you know, I, I find myself worried about when we get new players is when I see them not play that much, you know, it's like there's that uncertainty, right? That they have to um, do some extra sessions in practice and just try to be more on point, right? But, you know, sometimes it still gets to you if you haven't been as active over the last year. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, before we forget, and because Sharon already mentioned it, I think I'll let her actually say say the news on one of our former favorite players who unfortunately that's something we didn't expect. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally unexpected, totally blindsided, super quiet on social media. And then all of a sudden, boom, Oakland Roots signed Derek Formella. Welcome, welcome to Oakland, Derek. And it's like, no, that can't be possible. No, stop. Just stop. I, that was like a total shocker. Uh, you know, because we know what he's capable of, but then, you know, okay. So we've got a couple defenders that probably know how to defend him. Because, you know, in training, you can you learn how to defend your own players because, you know, all their little ins and outs and their quirks. But that's still uh, that was a bit of a shock. I mean, we we enjoyed watching his magic on the field uh, with us and we'll get to still see that it's just not going to be for us. So how's that going to feel, you guys, when we go see a game or they can play us and and here's like one of our faves against us now? I mean. We've been there before, but this is feels different. Well, those of us with keen eyes uh, did kind of see that, that uh, Derek was moving away from Sacramento, of course, because uh, I had seen a tweet about him moving from Folsom to um, I forget uh, what town he was moving in. But uh, the whole uh, situation that he signed with the Oakland Roots, that was a, a shock and surprise that came right out of AEW or WWE in one of those storylines. Those not quite a heel turn, but still just shocked us that uh, have known him for numerous seasons playing with us. Now he's crossed the I-80 to go play for, for, for Oakland, which is now, in my opinion, turning into uh, Reno 2, given the fact that they've they've got Emmer Clementa, who also played for Reno, and also other staff members that used to be with Republic FC and or uh, Reno are now in Oakland. So they're starting to be a Bay Area uh, 2, uh, like a uh, Republic FC 2 of sorts. But it's it's... I'm going to try to go to the, to the match in May. So it's it's going to be really bizarre seeing uh, Mr. Clutch playing for the other folks. So, Luis, how, how are you feeling on this? It, it took me by surprise when you guys let me know, right, when we were talking about it there, because uh, I, I was also with Sharon. I, I was under the impression that he was going to go back home, right, especially after being with us for a couple of years. You would assume, oh, he's probably homesick. He wants to go back and and play for a club in his home country. And so hearing this is like, oh, okay, I see what Oakland's starting to do now. Now they're they're starting to, you know, keep a close eye on Republic, on 
what players we let go and you know they're just ready to snatch any player that that we have and i'm with you this is just going to intensify that rivalry and it is going to be weird seeing Derek and you know a black jersey right or a white jersey you know whatever game they're playing um it's going to be something else because I, I never expected him to move to any other USL team. It, it was a shocker. <laughs> it's just like I said before, we got another single white female on our hands. Those, those of you that are a little bit younger, there was a movie in the 90s called Single White Female. It was about a, a woman looking for a roommate. She ends up getting one, but she gets a little too clingy, a little too similar. Uh, basically, yes, it is a horror film. Google it. You'll see what I mean. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that, that happened, you know, are we going to see other players may potentially get signed by Oakland? I don't know that we do have other players out there that aren't, you know, signed by any clubs yet. And after hearing this, I, I'm not going to be surprised if we, (laughs) we hear of another player moving over there. So we shall see how those games will be, but they're going to be a lot more interesting now, now that we got more former players, uh, joining, uh, Oakland there as well. So. Really looking forward to those games against them this season. All right. Well, uh, we are nearing a preseason. And with that, we know that we get the usual schedule of the games are going to be playing. And some of them are usually closed door others. And in the past, it's only been like just one game. It seems like is actually open to the public. But my question to you two is, uh, who do y'all want to see us play in the preseason? Um who, who would you pick if, if you had to uh, select a couple of clubs? Uh, Jumping right in. Uh, Fuego, Davis, and we're going to talk about that in a second. And um, San Jose Earthquakes, why not? I mean, why not? Why not? I got to agree with the Fuego. I mean, we I would love to see them play the Fuego. Um, I doubt it's going to happen, given the fact that they are hosting a, a preseason tournament, but I would love to see a friendly against FC Tucson. Um Earthquakes, that's always that's always gonna gonna be a good match. I mean, no, no matter what. I mean that that's just who I'm thinking, but we'll see what happens uh, as far as precincts goes. What do you got that tabbed up? So uh, I'm also with you too with the uh, the Fuego. It'd be really great to to see him play against them. Hopefully they have a squad ready to to start um playing since uh we have to consider that they're not gonna start their season until May, right? So who knows if you know, within the next month, they'll have a, a squad for that. Um, but Academica is another one, as you all know. Uh, I, they're the team in Sherlock, and uh, the, they're one that I think would be really interesting to see them play against. And, you know, if they want to make the travel out here, I've always said it, come back to my alma mater stadium. We've played there before. Um, why not get a game against them right there? Or even just to go visit them at their uh, home field as well. Uh, that would be really nice. I think this one would be really great, but it seems like a long shot, but I'd really like for them to play against LAFC, right? We saw a friendly against them a couple of years back. And so we all know that last open cup game was just so exciting. And we were so close to like, like pulling a, a, a tie at least and going extra time. And so I think it would be great to, to see that uh, if we have to make the travel out there for a preseason game, then I think why not? Go, go over there, play against them and, you know, get some playing experience against these MLS teams. Uh, earthquakes, as y'all mentioned too, that that would be another uh, great one too. And again, if we have to go to San Jose, then we'll do that. They've done that in the past for preseason. So it would be good. And regardless of what the result is, right? Because I, I believe last time we played against them in preseason, I think we lost like 4-0, right? Or somewhere around there. So you know, it wasn't it wasn't really <laughs> a good game, but I think you get a lot of good experience, right? Playing against MLS teams versus, you know, maybe playing against more semi-pro amateur teams, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, I think I'd much rather see the team lose by by four goals, as was the case against San Jose, um, versus maybe the team winning, I don't know, like a good 8-0. And you you maybe not getting too much out of that because you know, you're just really dominating. So, 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of mix on a mix on that one because uh, usually when you dominate another team, it gives you a chance to try out some patterns, you know, over and over and over against an opponent where you're not necessarily kicking your own teammates. In other words, playing scrimmages against your own teammates, you know, and I, the, when you lose four zero, yeah, you get to work on, you know, goal down two goals down, you know, defense or attack, you get to work on those sort of, of things, but it just, you're always under under so much pressure to change that scoreline that how much do you really get to learn as a player you know when you when you have to come out from a 4-0 deficit or 3 or 2 whatever knowing that you're facing a, a bit of a smackdown or maybe a better a better squad so it's kind of it's a mixed bag for me but um the other thing we have to remember is sometimes our our preseason uh friendlies are not always open open door you know, I think prior to COVID, there may have been opportunities for a little bit more opportunities for open door, but it's really hard. It's 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 going to be difficult. It'll be interesting to see. I do know that the team is going to be going away for their team bonding. They're going to be away for a chunk of preseason and they probably will pick up some matches when they're gone away. So that will be interesting for them and good for them because they'll build the they'll do the singing of the songs of the new people. You know, they have to go through the, the rituals of welcoming new players to the squad and, you know, the singing thing. So I think uh, I think we're going to have a better squad this year simply because we will have some things that we didn't have last year, you know, as much. So I, I think preseason, whether they play whomever. The fact that they're going to be able to go away and have a bonding experience is fabulous. You know, if they do go to San Jose, it'd be good if they pick up a game against Oakland as well. <laughs> I think that would be really like, even if it's closed door, hey, hey, just hopefully we. You, they've done tournament to... like a tournament style in the past where, you know, they're, I think, oh gosh, there was one time they were out at oof. And I don't remember the fields. I don't remember if it's American river or just where, but they played almost like a, uh, maybe it was Davis legacy. They played almost like a tournament thing. I wish I could remember the field. Um, but there were, there were multiple games going on. Um, and it was pretty cool. It, I'm trying to remember it was a few years ago and I remember going and watching it. It's like, Oh, wow. There's this game going on here with, and I remember Emmer was there. Um, but it was like these little scrimmages that they had organized with other clubs. So maybe we'll, they'll do that again. They should do that. Something like that. You know, I think preseason is a good opportunity to do like a little cup of sorts, right? Maybe they do it with central Valley Fuego in the future and, or, or club. Davis. Yeah. Just, Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Just have the, the three squads playing like a round Robin. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we get news of uh, preseason soon. I think we should. At this point, I think that might be the that might be the news we get on Wednesday at ten in the morning next Wednesday, <laughs> uh, because it seems like we're getting something each week, and so hopefully we do, and hopefully there's a chance for people to go to at least one game would be nice uh, before our, our the start of the season too. So moving on to open tryouts, uh, Sharon, I know you had a chance to attend as as it was right there in your backyard as well, so. Uh, what can you tell us about what, what you saw with the, the Psych Republic uh, tryouts? Well, you know, and it was totally, it, it was totally in my backyard, just down the road, a, a piece and a beautiful facility. You know, we have Bartholomew Sports Park where everything, pretty much all the fields are um, artificial turf and they're a good quality artificial turf. So the, it, it was good. Um, you know, it's interesting because you could see how the guys were so hopeful in, you know, doing the tryouts. I was there on the second day. And there were, there were a couple guys that were real standout and, you know, usually on these open tryouts, guys come out and they think that they're really fit, you know, because they've been playing, you know, in their, in their league or whatever. And they had guys traveling in on airplane to come to our open tryouts. But um, there was one guy that kind of stood out a couple guys that did stand out for me, just watching them, you know, they were, they were fitter, they were making the runs and, you know, they weren't tired on day two. But it definitely, it definitely was an interesting scenario. We had our folks were there. I could see him off in the distance. I saw Todd and Mark, you know, collaborating on what they were seeing. And, you know, our trainer, Betty, was there and Alex was there. Um, she's also an athletic trainer. 
Um, and there were there were a couple other staff there. It was just good to see people. It was good to see the parents or the friends around the perimeter with that hopeful look in their eye, watching their players every move. And you know, there was some cheering, but open tryouts are very intense and tense. Um, you know, the guys don't get a chance. They do start to gel on the second day. You could see that they were gelling a little bit as far as their ability to play. Um, but the, the, from, from what I gather from what Jason said there, it was very strict. You had to show, um, that you were vaccinated and, and I don't remember if he said boosted, but you also had to have negative COVID tests. I mean, they're very strict on the protocols, especially during Omicron right now. And I thought that was a really good thing um, for, and all of our staff had the, you know, they were protecting their, they had their masks on. Um, other than that, it was really a beautiful day. The day that I went on a Sunday, it was not foggy um, as it was on Saturday. <laughs> Apparently there was so much fog and it was so cold on Saturday for, for everyone, but Sunday turned out to be a beautiful day. Um, and it was just good to see it was just good Good to see. Open tryouts are always, for me, exciting because I've been to so many of them, you know, when I used to work for the Republic and I can't stay away, you know, because they're either going to be at CRC, they're at Matherfield, they're at Davis Lee Legacy Sports Park, or, you know, they're here for the first time. This was the first time I think they used Bartholomew Sports Park and it was great. It's just, it's exciting to just hang out and watch people be hopeful. So that's my update on the open tryouts. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that, it's really great to see the team do those things every year. And the fact that there's always at least one player that is guaranteed to be training with the first team is, is really good. And, you know, we, we know the players that have come through that in the past, and there's been some really good players too. And and it just gives everyone hope, no matter who you are, if you have something to uh, prove, you know, you might be playing with the team next season if if it all works out great. So, all right. Well, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, Jared has some really exciting news for everyone. And, you know, you might want to really listen to this closely because if, if you've been paying for a specific uh, service that you've been using probably for the last couple of years, you might not have to pay for it anymore. So you might be saving potentially uh, about $84, I think, um, maybe a little bit more because price go up. So. Well, what's up, Jared? <laughs> All right. Well, this news just came through earlier t- today. And for those that actually follow, follow me on my social media, you've probably seen this to death. But for those that don't know, the Republic FC today have announced a new broadcast partner in Fox 40. Now, the details go is they are going to cover all 34 games this regular season, both home and away. Now, it'll start off with... Uh, the majority of the games being carried on their antenna TV affiliate, which is a digital uh, channel 40.2. Uh, it's also on Comcast and a few other um, cable uh, providers. So be sure to check your listings. Some of the, whereas some of the bigger matches are actually going to be carried on Fox 40 itself. Fox 40 is looking to carry on air coverage also through their app, uh, the uh, Fox 40 app and through their their website now also their website can be accessed through smart tvs uh browsers i believe also my xbox but uh, i mean i because i remember i actually streamed jim crandall's final segment uh, of fox 40 uh sports earlier this year on it so that definitely works and i've actually communicated with someone with fox 40 news in regard to geo blocking because usually with a lot of uh, these uh electronic transmissions of the games usually they'll be geo-locked to certain regions in this case maybe within 75 to 125 miles of sacramento county or so but uh, they've advised me that uh, as far as they're are aware there will not be any geo-locking so that means folks like like myself here in arizona uh jennifer and, and her husband in las vegas fans throughout the u.s canada wherever they're not going to have to pay that uh, particular service paying. Now it's like $7 a month. That's $7 a month. They could put it, put it in their pocket, buy maybe a couple beers at a Heart health park or wherever they may watch it at. And 
the thing that keeps us so close to my heart is Fox 40 being located on Fruit Ridge Road, where Vista Avenue meets uh, Lawrence Avenue or whichever the uh, street moniker is. I, I've lived nearly 30 years in that neighborhood. For those that know about the Colonial Post Office on 44th Street, I've lived, lived within a couple of blocks of that. So the fact that Fox 40 is that in my that close to my neighborhood and now they're going to be carrying the Republic FC uh, another item that's been near and dear in my heart for the past years. I mean, this, I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally over the moon for this. I mean, the fact that a, a major factor of the Republic FC universe is now based in my, in my own neighbor, my old neighborhood, nine, five, eight, two, four zip code. So I'm definitely going to be loving being able to, watch the uh, home opener watch us play against um san antonio or so and not have to cough up money to send over to anaheim uh, for for the pleasure i could just watch it right square on my tv and everyone else can as well yeah that's really awesome news that the team announced and you know i, I think also shout out to them for doing this right because yeah i'm sure a lot had to happen for this to actually occur and the fact that you know we get to save on not having to pay for that subscription service and and being able to just watch it on Fox 40 and that they have all these options and all that it's really great really on point and it really goes to show that the team is thinking about the fans and about making sure that you know there there's more ways for us to be able to watch games and and not only a certain amount of games because if y'all recall with the CW, I think there were a couple of games in the season that they didn't broadcast, right? You had to get the subscription service if you wanted to watch them. And so I'm glad that they're committed to showing all 34 games plus playoffs, right? If, you know, those happen, which they should, but we'll see. Um, so it's it's going to be really great to, to see them all on there. Yeah, at this point, the playoffs better happen. I mean, just... <laughs> Just Touché. one, se- just one season without a playoffs, and you see how how bad we react. <laughs> it's not an if. It. Oh God, I'm bringing back the old meme now. Not if, but when. <laughs> oh, I thought I had retired that term. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. All the way around. You're right. But you guys, I'm not giving up my subscription. We talked offline. I'm keeping my ESPN plus subscription because there's other games that I want to be able to see that are not in our market. So I'm hanging on to it because sometimes you want to either a see the rival or B watch an MLS game that is only on ESPN plus, even though I have every freaking sports channel you can imagine whatever on my regular subscription. Now, if that uh, service did actually carry AFL, then I would go year round with it, but you're uh, killing me. That's so funny. Oh my God. That's so I, funny. I mean, in a few years, we have to remember Hawaii is getting a USL team. So we may have to get used to this staying up late thing to watch your match. Uh, uh. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. We might, we might have to, Stay up to like what eleven or midnight potentially to watch Yuck. a game. <laughs> Unless we fly out there on Southwest, but you know that's Ooh. a few years away, so we'll, we'll worry about that about that then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do want to fly there if it happens. That's the first time I'm going to Hawaii. So, all right. Well, uh, last couple of bits and pieces of news for for the show before we close. Uh, we just found out really good news for everyone in uh, the Sacramento area, specifically in Davis. Uh, the Davis Legacy team is actually going to be joining USL League Two. So really exciting stuff. I'm really glad that we're getting more clubs in the area. And League Two and League One are still growing a lot, right? Uh, the, there's still a lot going on there, too. So um, it, it'll be really great to, to see them join and, and not just themselves, right, but they're also going to be joined by uh, the Fuego's second team, because if you all recall, uh, Central Valley Fuego is going to have a team in League One and in League Two. So uh, lots of presence going on there for the Central Valley for these two leagues. And I think it's only going to keep growing because those leagues have a lot of potential. And I'm sure we're going to have more clubs joining them uh, in the near future. 
one more thing uh, in our next episode. Uh, be on the lookout for it because we are going to be having uh, Podcast Magic, Billion Beachship join us to uh, just give us his initial reactions, right, to being back home and what he hopes to achieve this season with Central Valley Fuego. So uh, it should be a really good conversation with him. So be on the lookout for uh, that conversation on our next podcast, which will be sometime next week. So be on the lookout for that. All right, Sharon, Jared, uh, any final words before we say goodbye for tonight? Go Republic. I mean, that's what we are. This season so far hasn't even started and already it's looking better and better compared to the past two years. So thank, thank you, Republic Front Office. Thank you, Rover, for coming back. And thank you, Fox 40, for teaming up with the Republic FC I, I can't wait till March. I mean, I'm already looking at hotels in Salinas for, for the June match. And so far, Salinas is looking a little bit cheaper than directly Monterey and a hell of a lot cheaper than Santa Cruz. So let's get this year started already. Let's yeah. go. Should be really good. We're really excited for the season. Uh, but one last thing on, on my side. I'm going to be in Sacramento next week. Um, specifically, I'll be more available on Friday of, of next week. That'll actually be on the 28th of January. And um, Sharon and I are actually going to have uh, scarves, right? And as we mentioned before, uh, we just got our podcast scarves. Uh, we're selling them for $16 each. Uh, not making any money off them. Uh, simply just trying to promote the podcast more. So if you are actually interested in one, uh, just send us a message and I can try and meet you somewhere in Sacramento too. So be on the lookout on socials. We'll, we'll say where we will be at. Potentially we might be at like a restaurant or something. If you want to just drop by and, and get your scarf, um, we can do that as well. So be on the lookout on socials. But if you want your scarf already, uh, we'll have him uh, next week on Friday. So just let us know. All right, Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners, as always, for supporting State of the Republic podcast. We really appreciate it. And you'll hear us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, everyone. And thank you, Luis, for always being the backbone. And by the way, if you guys could see us right now, Luis's haircut is fresh. It's very fresh. He's got a he's got a fresh cut. He's looking sharp. Thanks. Yeah, it feels fresh too. It's like all gelled up too. So I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>